invitation to a Halloween party. What in the world kind of costume is that? I'll trade you two packets of hot sauce for a fortune cookie. Killing some cough drops and they got a deal. Sold! This town is horrible at Halloween. We're trick-or-treating by ourselves for the first time ever. We need to get some real candy. Goblins and Ghouls. You are listening to I Saw It in a Movie, an advice podcast co-hosted by your friendly cinematic pals at Movie John. I am the old sport and classic coroner, Rosalie Kicks, who has now been possessed by the spirit of Vampira. And this is my film pal, the Red Herring. Ryan Silverstein, who as of yet is unpossessed. <laughs> and each episode we take a question from our listeners and go to the movies for the answer. So Ryan, how is it going? It's going. Um, so we're now in fall. We are six months full into uh, pandemic mode of quasi lockdown, quasi quarantine. And I don't remember if we talked about it on another episode before, but um, you know, I feel like fall is the season I look forward to most all year. And so getting in the way of all the the fun fall things that I like to do, which actually involve socializing with other people is uh, I think going to make this tougher than it was in the spring and summer when I usually just don't want to be around people anyway. (laughs) Yeah. I, I feel the same way, especially as October gets closer, like things like going to a pumpkin patch. I, I don't know if I'll feel comfortable to do that this year or even like trick or treat. I'm kind of sad that that's gonna be canceled most likely. And if it's not, I don't think we're going to participate. Uh, So I agree with you. I feel as we get closer to Halloween, it's gonna kind of hit me more. Uh, I will say that um, we did visit our local pumpkin patch and we went um, in the early evening on a weeknight um and it was very much not crowded because their usual like you know school groups and like all that kind of stuff like you know i'm sure weekends will still be very crowded but there was you know and it's outside so it's relatively um you know feels relatively safe and we wore masks while we were you know while we were there and everything so it's it's definitely doable that feels like uh one of the one of the safer activities you know not so much bobbing for apples but (laughs) no (laughs) Yeah, the Halloween party, I think, would definitely be hard to pull off, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so one good thing is, though, we definitely have movies mm-hmm. that can kind of help us get through this. And I was wondering, what is your flick pick for this week? Is it something spooky? Um, let me see if I watched something spooky recently. Um, let's see. Yeah, I don't. I haven't quite gone into full-on spooky watching as of yet. Um, but I wanted to talk about um, a Francis Ford Coppola movie that I just watched recently for the first time. Uh, his 1986 movie Peggy Sue Got Married. Um, oh, nice! So it was recently. It had its debut on Turner Classic Movies. It hadn't been on there before, so I'm sure. Uh, I watched it like the night before it was leaving. So I'm sure it'll come back around again in a couple months, like TCM stuff often does. Um, but yeah, I, it's, I always enjoy watching a time travel movie I haven't seen before. And I like that this one, Peggy Sue is traveling back 
backwards in her own timeline, um, which makes it, you know, she's traveling back to the 1950s and her like senior year of high school. Uh, and it's kind of, it feels more uh, closer to high fidelity than it does to Back to the Future because it is about the, um, you know, her in the present day, her marriage to Nicolas Cage is very much like, you know, that they've, I think they're about to get divorced. Things are not going well. And she's sort of like, you know, it's, it, it's a second chance for her to kind of what if, you know, she had dated the like cool, like uh, guy who was into like poetry and fast cars. Or what if she had dated the, the nerdy guy who, you know, became like a crazy inventor, you know, and, it, and she gets this chance to kind of like explore those possibilities and it's it's a really sweet movie it's really uh the performances are actually really fun um you know if you've ever wanted to see nicholas cage and jim carrey in a doo-wop band together this is your best chance um so i i definitely i definitely enjoyed it a lot so two things i well i watched that movie the for the first time when i was rather small like I think it was on tv or something and my mom really liked it so we watched it together but I still remember the part about the red M&Ms when she tells her I think her sister like don't eat the red M&Ms and I remember asking my mom about that and apparently like the red dye was like toxic in the 50s so they found out like much later i got like that the red dye was bad so that's why she told her that because i didn't understand that as a child yeah and then the second thing oh Oh, i I was gonna say i I completely missed that when i watched uh like i heard the line but i i I was like that's a weird thing to say and i was like maybe it's just something i didn't realize it was a reference to a real world thing that i just wasn't aware of yeah apparently like it was a toxic dye So they found out like later on in the 60s or something. And then the second thing is when you mentioned the doo-wop band. So I recently found out about this satanic doo-wop band. (laughs) It is so awesome. And it's called Twin Temple. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know them. Oh, yes. So my friend, Mr. Clink, like sent me a song because, you know, with, cinematic crypt like Mm -hmm. i'm really into that sort of thing and i immediately purchased the cd which apparently like their songs i think they might be on like apple music i don't subscribe to that but you cannot buy the songs like digitally so i purchased the cd and it just arrived and it's awesome and when you said doo-wop band i was like i have to mention this band yeah i have one of their songs at least one of their songs on my halloween playlist um oh so, cool yes. so yeah I'm, I, yes. I i should go back and check out more because i i do have uh apple music so i should be able to to hear the rest of the album um yeah cool yeah so as for my pick i am going to recommend one of my favorite spooky flicks to watch at this time of year and frankly haha any time of year. It is Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. And I know you have seen this movie. And I was so excited because last year it actually played at Mahoning Mm Drive-In on 35. And I got to go and it was just, it was magical. Like seeing it on the big screen like that. Cause I have loved this movie since I was a small child 
And actually my, my mom's brother, my uncle, who famously goes by Weasel, his name is actually Carrie, but he prefers to be called Weasel. He was very much into Universal Monsters. So growing up as a kid, like that was something we always watched with my Uncle Weasel were these like Dracula, Wolfman, but the one that made, I would say the most, or got played the most in the rotation was the Abbott and Costello. And, you know, it's perfect for kids, I feel, because Mm -hmm. it does kind of have these spooky elements, but it's not scary at all. And for those that haven't seen it, it's from 1948 and Abbott and Costello were a couple of comedians that would often like find themselves in some sort of debacle or mischief. And in this case, they have a run-in with the Wolfman who's played by Lon Chaney Jr. Who I have to say, I actually do not like him, but he's fine in this. All right. Like... (laughs) But in this flick, he stars the wonderful Bela Lugosi as Dracula. It does not have Boris Karloff. Um, I believe the monster is played by Glenn Strange, if I'm remembering correctly. That sounds right. Yeah. So Dracula is attempting to find a brain to implant into Frankenstein's monster. And he's basically eyeing up this guy, Wilbur, who is played by Lou Costello, because he's kind of like dumb-witted, easygoing, and that's what they feel was the problem the first go-around, is that Frankenstein put in someone that essentially would not listen to authority. Yeah. So they were looking for somebody that was a bit more pliable. <laughs> uh, but a lot of comedy ensues, and it's just one of my favorites. Like, I, I watch it even when it's not Halloween time, but in October, like I always have to watch it. Yeah, no, it, it's it's really fantastic. Um, it's I've only seen one of the uh, one other Abbott and Costello meet a monster movies, um, which also played at the oh, Mahoning right. this year, and it was not good. Um, yes. But the but th- I think that's the first one, um, and it's it's wonderful. It's fun to see all the monsters team up, and it's I think it's a good mix of you know spooky and comedy. Uh, that I think sure. is, is perfect for anybody. I didn't see it until I was an adult. Uh, and I, I just, I really enjoyed it. So. Yeah. And just to go back to the, the Lon Chaney statement, I don't know if you listen to the Bella and Boris series on mm-hmm. you must remember this, but that in particular, when I was listening to her talk about when they made this movie and like how shitty Lon Chaney Jr. was to Bella it just made me really mad. And then like, I decided I didn't care for him anymore. However, I did watch with Ben, we watched this biopic that was made about his father. Mm -hmm. And I will say that movie did make me feel bad for Lon Chaney Jr. For like a moment. I felt bad for him. I appreciate his work in uh the wolf like i don't know i i appreciate both lon cheney and lon cheney jr for different for different reasons but i don't certainly don't like either as much as either bela or boris oh never like they are not even in the same realm yeah and i I definitely think lon cheney jr was certainly miscast as dracula in son of dracula so yes (laughs) Most definitely. 
All right. So should we get to this week's question? Absolutely. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. All right. So dear, I saw it in a movie. I just got invited to a virtual Halloween party and I am in desperate need of your assistance. I don't have any costume ideas. What are some movie inspired costumes that I could quite possibly pull together with items lying around my home? I'm open to sourcing some of the accoutrements online, but would prefer to keep this DIY. Thanks pals, costume conundrum. So I feel there are a lot of ways you could go here. Definitely. Uh, There are some easy choices that like immediately came to my mind from over the years, just because I feel like when I needed a last minute costume, like a Wednesday Adams, for example, like I always have a black dress. Mm-hmm. Like that is pretty easy to pull off. Um, then I also thought of Marty McFly, which would also be pretty easy. You know, you just need to basically own denim. Yeah. And and a life preserver. And a life preserver. <laughs> exactly. And that's pretty, I feel easy to come by. And then, the last one I thought of that would be super easy is the dude from Big Lebowski because you just need a robe. Yeah, no, I, um, yeah, I mean, I can definitely talk about a couple movie inspired costumes that I've worn in the past. Um, so as, yes. uh, so as a tall person, um, it's difficult for me to find regular clothes that fit any like anyway yeah. in a normal store so yeah, like let's let's talk about you are like really tall <laughs> <laughs> you are very tall and like i also have like body issues like and not like that it's bad i just mean like i have really long arms so like whenever i try on a jacket Mm-hmm. Like it never goes to my wrist. Same. Like I, and I have some jackets and sweaters and things that I'll wear that like, it looks fine if my arms are down, but if I like go to shake somebody's right. hand, it like rides all the way up my forearm. Totally. So. And I've ripped like sweaters because they're like too tight. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, the sh- like under the armpit rips because it's not long enough. Um, so, so like I... I have, and I wear a size 12 shoe. So try finding ladies shoes, not happening. I basically wear men's shoes. Um, There was a Halloween costume that I will not reveal what it is because I am saving it for some year. I will wear this costume, but I have looked into finding heels that are in uh, men's 14, which is my shoe size. And they do exist. And I could, they do actually. Yeah. And I found a pair cheap enough where I was like, okay, when I, when I do this costume, I am willing to spend this money <laughs> to have the shoes. Cause it's, it's, it's kind of an essential part of it, but, um, but yeah, so I haven't worn a store-bought Halloween costume since I was in like fifth or sixth grade. Um, okay. Because I've always, I mean, I also enjoy the idea of putting together a costume and, you know, like the, um, like our costume dilemma, uh, question asker this week. I don't mind buying a few small things, you know, accessories, details, 
you know, an article of clothing, especially that I can re reuse uh, later. That's, that's not for the costume. So, you know, cause even, th- even thrift stores, which are like a common suggestion, don't, don't always work for me. It's rare that I can find something, especially if it's long sleeve or a full length pants. Um, that like, cause again, other people who are also as extremely tall as I am, we wear our clothes to death. Like <laughs> something yes. will have multiple holes in it before I'm willing to get rid of it because it's such a pain to like, I finally found jeans that I like the way they fit. And so like every six months bought, I'll like order another yeah. pair of jeans and cycle. Oh. <laughs> cycle I thought pair you were going to say you order like a dozen. No, because like, I, I invest in, in good jeans. So they're, they're more expensive oh, than, but I, I, I always have like two or three pair. And then as soon as one pair starts to get ratty, I'll order a new pair and then get rid of that, you know, and then kind of, so I always have yeah. a couple. Yeah, I will say, you know, with shoes, like I definitely have ordered sometimes multiple pair. Mm-hmm. Like if I, if I know I, I really like them and I might get them in a different color just because I know that it's going to be hard for me to find shoes I like. Yeah, I mean, that's why I wear uh, 99% of the time I leave the house that I'm wearing shoes, I wear Chuck Taylors because they are yeah. reliable. I know my size. I can order them without having to try them on and you can get them in almost any color you want. So, yes. um, you know, I will often hit up that like the outlet that they have. Um, there's like a Converse outlet that's not too far from us and I'll, I'll run up there and usually come out with, two or three or four pair and then you know cycle through them so so i I think we both appreciate the the challenge of this and then all of these costumes are are ones that i have assembled in the past so the first one i'm going to talk about is uh an iconic character uh indiana jones so um i had brown pants i had brown shoes i bought a khaki shirt um and i already had a leather jacket and then i splurged on the official indiana jones hat uh which i still have wait wait you say you splurged Mm -hmm. like is there an indiana jones website where it was procured i don't remember where i found it but inside it has like the it's like the official like it has like a little tag that is like the official indiana jones hat and it's like in my you know in my hat size and everything so i want to say it was more than 50 but less than 100 i want to say so like i would be um, wearing it every day i mean so i wore this costume for at least three or four on at least three or four different occasions um Even in you got your use, yeah. Yeah, and I still have the hat. It's on display in my office, um, you know. And it's there if I ever want to bring this costume back. Like it's a good one. Uh, I've worn it to to multiple different workplaces because it's very recognizable. Because a lot of my costume impulses are. <laughs> you say workplaces like you would go to work as indie. Yeah. Oh, um, nice. Okay. Because yeah, uh, did you have, did you have a whip? So I, I did. I also bought a costume whip to like hang off my belt. Oh, oh um, my God. And so, and I also have the, um, at the time they were making the, the golden idol from the first movie. Uh, it's like life size and it's, it's a plastic bank. And so that was like, it was like 10 bucks or whatever. And I was like, Oh, good. Like now I have the whole, the whole ensemble, um, you know, and I wore that, like I said, when I, I was still, I was working two jobs at the first year that I had it and I w- wore it to both because a lot of my costume impulses are more obscure. And like, I always 
I hate being in that position. It's happened to me multiple times where I'm like explaining what my costume is. So I'm always trying to think of like, what's me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not surprised, Rosalie. Um, What are you? And I'm like, I am an obscure character (laughs) from like a 1923 film. Yeah. Uh, and I, by the way, I can't talk because it's from a silent movie. So good luck figuring it out. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, so so a couple other ones. So that's good because it's so iconic and it's recognizable. Yes. I've never had anybody ask me who you are uh, while wearing that costume, which is which is nice. Right. You know, at a friend party, I care much less because I know that my friends will certainly get it once I explain it because they know me and they know my interests and whatever. Sure. Um, but for going out into the general public, uh, that's a big help. So uh, another one I did, which I was surprised that more people actually did pick up on than I was expecting. Um, and this is uh, the uh, Stuart Gordon character from Reanimator. Oh. Um, so b- both of these next two costumes are messy and will ruin shirts. I will say that. So it's like black pants, white, you know, button down, plain shirt, um, splattered with fake blood. Um, because that is a messy movie. I had like dishwashing gloves. Um, mm-hmm. And like just had, and they like a, a slim black tie that was like disheveled and like just mussed up my hair and everything. And that was pretty much the whole costume. I, I also had like a, um, like a glow stick as like a test tube kind of thing, like in my like shirt pockets and things. That is creative. Thank you. That is creative. I like that. Yeah. And that's a good one. Like you said, it's a bit more obscure, mm-hmm. you know, but if you're in the cult films, you'll know it. I actually just recently watched that movie for the first time, like a couple months ago. It was really fun, mm-hmm. you know, but like you said, it's gory. Yeah. And, it, and that at least is a costume that looks spooky even if people don't get it they're like oh you're clearly like a mad scientist type person so like there's like an archetype that they can key into um yeah you know the other and the last one i want to mention um i went as in college i think also this is when i reused multiple years Uh, i went as sean from sean of the dead oh that's like that's a good one because that's like not a huge investment i feel like if you're looking to go mm-hmm. Halloween on the cheap or just quick. Yeah. Uh, again, I did this in college. I probably, I want to say I spent less than $20 putting this costume together sure. because again, I had a white shirt. I had the pants and everything, the white shirt. I uh, painted the pocket red because it's like his, uh, you know, that you've got red on you, like when his pen like spills uh, and then did a little bit of like blood splatter elsewhere on the shirt. Um, I made a name tag that was like, my name is Sean because he wears like a store name tag for much of that movie. And then I took a couple of cardboard boxes and a broom handle and I like made a cricket bat. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And then again, like painted part of it red to look like there was like blood splatter on it. And, you know, especially for people in our generation, I feel like Shaun of the Dead is a movie that has become sort of an annual, very popular Halloween movie to watch. Definitely. And so that one was also pretty recognizable. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was thinking about costumes, I too went with some that I have done in the past as well. And 
one of the things that right away came to mind was the various universal monsters that I've been. However, I kind of put some creative spin onto them. And so like starting with, well, I guess the most simple one I would start with is Dracula, right? Because for Dracula, you really don't need to invest a lot of time or money because Mm -hmm. you really just need a cape, some fangs. And if you want to have like the full on look, you could get some makeup to make yourself look pale and maybe some lipstick or something like that. But that one I find too, like you really don't need to spend a ton of money on the outfit. Like you could just wear a blouse, black pants, black pants Mm -hmm. so that was kind of my the first one that i feel would be the most easiest the second one that i wanted to mention was summer frankenstein which i cannot take full credit for this idea it actually came from bob's burgers i don't know if you watch that show i love bob's burgers yeah it that show is really fun to watch and in one of the halloween episodes I think it was Teddy, their friend, was like, Mm -hmm. he didn't have a costume and he went to someone's Halloween party and they just went in the closet and they're like, here, you can be Summer Frankenstein. (laughs) And they gave him like a Frankenstein mask and then he put on like a Hawaiian type shirt and like shorts and they put a lay around his neck and they're just like, yep, you're Summer Frankenstein. (laughs) And I... Just thought that was a genius costume because again, going back to your point, if you, and you could even like paint your face green if you don't have a Frankenstein mask, but people are going to know what you are, mm-hmm. you know, yep. if, if you're dressed up like Frankenstein. So I liked that. Now, my third option, but this I would like to call like a sleepy time invisible man. <laughs> Because I'm referencing when he is wearing the robe. Oh, yeah. And like in his pajamas. So, you know, this costume I like because it's very comfortable, except for the fact that you have to wrap your face with bandage tape, which I've done. And in theory, like you're like, oh, I look so cool. I'm like the invisible man. But then you can't eat or drink anything. Right. So, (laughs) (laughs) we're seeing that. (laughs) right yeah you do have to because you also need to get a pair of like black goggles which i do have and so like a lot of that costume was just made with things that we already had here because Mm -hmm. like i'm sure you're not surprised but like we have lots of bandaged (laughs) (laughs) but my final iteration of a monster that i once did for halloween because to your point like sometimes like example the creature from the black lagoon that would be really hard to like pull off doing like a great costume yeah so instead i did what i referred to as grandpa creature and i got a green cardigan sweater and green like slacks and then I don't even know where the heck they came from, but they were like uh, deep diving, like those fins that people wear mm. when they go scuba diving. Yeah. Like those were my shoes. Oh, that's great. And and then I made, I made a mask. Like I just printed on like heavy cardstock, like the face of the creature, colored it in. 
And then I put a bowler hat on. So like you couldn't see really where the mask ended on the top. And I had a cane and it was like the best costume. Like people knew what I wa- what I was, but they were just like, oh, but you're like old. And I, so it was kind of like a Charlie Chaplin creature. Yeah. I should, I, we should post pictures of our costumes. Like I have pictures from when I was these different monsters. Yeah, I I know I have an Indiana Jones picture. I'll have to go back through the the archives. Um, yeah, you know I've I've done other cheap movie inspired costumes. I actually just remembered that uh, my wife Jill and I went as um, oh, what uh, Michael Madsen's character and um, Daryl Hannah's character from Kill Bill. So oh, okay, it was really okay. easy. I wore a Hawaiian shirt. Um, and a straw hat and then she had an eye patch and like just you know a blouse and pants or whatever and we bought like plastic ninja swords from the Halloween store Um, so that's a costume that we probably put together for together we probably spent less than $20 so sure yeah and I think that's kind of the key here is you know get creative like put maybe your own spin on some of the things and it doesn't have to be exact mm-hmm. you know like have fun with it because and to your point like you can get some of the extra like accoutrements and things that you need online you know so it may not even require you going into the store like when i was grandpa creature my favorite part of that outfit was the cane Right. Because I liked pointing with it. <laughs> and it, and well, Ben pretty much has like banned me from having a cane. Yeah, I was going to say, like, like you with not... a cane sounds dangerous. <laughs> I turn like umbrellas into canes. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, there's a part of me that cannot wait to be like really old. Yeah, I, I definitely like you can get away with things like that. I like I like the idea of being cane old but not walker old. Agreed. I don't <laughs> ever want a walker. Like yeah. that just seems obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Like I feel bad when I see older people with walkers cuz you like your hands are not free. You know, like Right. Right. Uh, but as for the, I just wanted to mention, I don't know what you're planning on being this year, but I already have purchased an outfit to become Vampira. Because as you know, you just got your invite today. I'm hosting a virtual Halloween party. So I'm going to do like little Vampira skits. But then I also am going to do a costume change <laughs> during not, the party. I'm not, I'm not surprised. Um, yeah, I, I'm planning on a costume. I haven't started putting it together, but it may or may not be one that has been mentioned on this episode. Oh, okay. Well, my costume change will consist of me reprising my role as Norman Bates. Oh, excellent. Which I did last year. That was a good costume. Because I already, yeah, I already have all of the, you know, parts for that. And so... I feel like why not reuse that? Like I have a knife, right? You know, I, right. Like, you have a knife. Mother's just sitting in your basement. Wig. Yeah. Um, you and have some taxidermied birds at your house. It's you know you have everything that you need. Yes. Now, but I feel what I'm most excited for, and again, there will definitely be some pictures posted after the party. But I cannot wait for you to see who Ben is going to be 
from Hitchcock's Psycho. I think I'm very, I'm very eager. Pleasantly surprised. Uh, and I was thinking, you know, because you just got your invite today and I have all of the files from what I put together and I was going to throw it up on the website because I thought, hey, if somebody else is trying to plan a party, here it is already done. Mm -hmm. uh, but essentially we're going to watch Psycho 1 through 3 and get together through Zoom and Slack. So you know, don't let people say, I keep seeing things like Halloween is canceled. And I'm like, it doesn't have to be. There's other ways around it, especially with all the technology we have. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, I watched those earlier this year, and I was pleasantly surprised by how good all four of the original Psycho films are. Yeah, it, it's funny, like they don't come up often when people talk about sequels. And it's like, that's actually a franchise that did sequels pretty well. Yeah, surprisingly, yeah. because even, you know, I was, I was skeptical until, um, you know, you and our friends from the Movie Movie podcast had yes. gone through that series, I want to say not last fall, but the, but the October before that. Um, and they, they, Garrett is still raving about how surprised he was yes. by those movies. So, um, yeah, and I, picking up a Blu-ray set of all four is was really cheap. Like, I think I got it for less than $20, so. Yeah, and if you're not, not that worried about, I guess, you know, having a Blu-ray, I honestly think you can pick up the DVD with four of them for like $5. Yeah. Like it's oh, yeah, something yeah, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. So online. cheaper than digital, so, than rent, even than renting them, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So this was a lot of fun. And, you know, hey, send us pictures of your costumes. I would love to see them, uh, especially you always get ideas from that. So. Yeah, you know, them. costumes you're planning for this year or ones from uh, years previous, because uh, I'm also always looking for fun costume ideas. So before we sign off, don't forget that you can find a breakdown of this episode and all of our episodes on moviejohn.com, where you can also subscribe to our quarterly print movie zine. And that is at moviejohn.com slash shop. And you can follow the show on social media. We're on Twitter at I Saw in a Movie. And if you're seeking advice, send us your questions to dear I Saw in a Movie at gmail.com. Or you can send us postal mail at P.O. Box 20172, Philadelphia, PA 19145, Attention Movie John. And Ryan, where can people find you? Sure. Uh, you can find my writing on cinema76.com. Uh, and we're definitely planning a lot of spooky content that'll start uh, next week. And then uh, you can also find my other podcasts. Uh, we actually just finally did a new Shame Files podcast for the first time since June, uh, talking about Eve's Bayou. Um, and then uh, you can also find my Formula One podcast that I do with uh, my buddy Ian Kimball uh, at F yeah F1. So if you search for those in your podcast app, uh, you should totally find them. And then if you want to follow me personally on Twitter or Letterboxd or Instagram, you can find me at Silver Whatever. And you can find me 
on Instagram at the.oldsport or Twitter at bonjouroldsport. And also check out my other podcast, Cinematic Crypt, in which I go six feet under to uncover films of Hollywood's past. And you can find that and catch your pods wherever you typically snag them or download at moviejohn.com. So Ryan, did you have a piece of advice for today? Um, I, so it's because we didn't talk about movies specifically, I didn't pull like sure. a movie quote or something, but I think my general costume advice would be to uh, wear a costume that makes you happy. And like I said, if you're like me where you get self-conscious because of your body image or you're worried that people will be asking you all night uh, whether or not like what your costume is, then um, I would definitely suggest that, you know, having a party with friends who know you and who appreciate you, um, they will appreciate your costume choice. Yes, I like that advice too, because you definitely want to be comfortable. Oh, yeah. I've selected costumes in the past where I'm just like, why did I do this well, to myself? I, uh, <laughs> in the past when I've been at like a Comic-Con or like especially at a Star Wars convention and like I'm comfortable in my like t-shirt and jeans or whatever. Sure. But I see these people dressed in their Jedi robes and I'm like, that oh my God. is has to be so comfortable all day because it's just flowing. <laughs> robes. And it's just, they just always seem comfortable. So, and you get to yes. carry around a, so, a lightsaber. <laughs> let's just steam anything with a robe or a cape is comfort. Agreed. Like, I feel like those are costume comforts. Now, as for me, I say use what you have like don't feel like you need to rush out to your point and buy one of those costumes in a bag mm -hmm. they're so they're made so crappy and they're expensive and you most likely have what you need in the house or maybe in your basement or maybe your neighbor's basement and you can go in there when they're not home <laughs> and just find it yeah I but just wear a mask when you go in <laughs> Just wear a mask. Yeah. I mean, people in our neighborhood are having this mask issue. And I'm just like, but wearing a mask is fun. It's so fun. It's the, it's really the least impactful. Like if, if wearing a mask is your biggest problem right. in the pandemic, then you're doing all right, honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, I'm also, my other, my other piece of advice is like, I've definitely bought things that were for a costume, but knowing that like it was a shirt that I could just wear as a shirt. Um, sure. non Halloween time. So, so that, that's the other way to do it is find stuff that you already have. And then if you are buying things, think about uh, something that you can reuse. Right. Unless... Like you bought the Indiana Jones hat, you wear that to work now. Mm -hmm. I have purchased capes and canes. Like you wear those to work. <laughs> sure. And I mean, you're always going to need a cane. So, and, or maybe you don't need it right now, but 10 years from now, I'll need that cane. Right. And if you go, if you it's take it with waste. you, if you're voting in person and you take the cane with you, it then is citizen cane. Yes. Yes. <laughs> See, all of these things are great. And yes. yeah, so send us your costume pictures. We want to see them. And thank you for listening. And until next time, remember, for every question, there is a movie with the answer. Bye. Bye-bye. That was fun.